I've got the amplified version, and then and then I'll I'll go to the the stuff I've got. But just the amplified version, which the guys don't have up there. And the Word of God says, Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Who's into earnestly seeking Him? We, Julie and I, did a couple of hours in the bush today, just sitting around listening to the birds looking at the water, the river, and pondering, and met a guy on a track bike, trail bike, and 30 years of age, he spent half his life in, in boys' jails, and I used to do that, and he's actually, he, he came in just when I left Mount Penang, and, uh, and then, of course, he went to the, yeah, I, I was, I, yeah, excuse me, did I say I was in there for overdue library books? Yeah, right, <laughs> sorry, yeah, no, I was one of the workers, <laughs> I was, I was one of the youth workers, yeah, yeah, they nearly got me for that overdue yeah, library book, but they did, <laughs> and uh, we met this guy, and we're squeezing through on this dirt, dirt track along the river, Wang Creek, and I just, guy pulls over, he's a friendly guy, and he just shares his story, and he's been in jail half his life, and boys home half his life, and we had great opportunity to witness to him, and... Um, it, it was great, but God, He is, He's just brilliantly up to something in building His church. And I'm telling you, folks, my message comes from this point of view that if you really want to help God and what He's doing, you need faith. Man, you know, we needed faith. We needed more faith this morning, to be honest. That was a, man, that was a ride and a half this morning. Man, we had visitors unsaved and and others just here, they didn't know what was going on and they didn't understand the atmosphere. They didn't understand what we were trying to do. It was cool. Some were, you know, courteous about it. Some were just absolutely, you know, whatever. And, um, and so at the end of the day, what reconciles your atmosphere in your home, in your life and in the church is faith. And I'm depending on our leaders to bring as much faith to this house as we can because the more we can get this place and Julie, you did brilliant tonight. And the band, Ben, you gave us all that you had. I feel like Australian, I feel like American Idol. I feel like that Jackson guy. I just got to say this. I think that was the best I've ever heard Luke play drums right what there. What happened to the guy? I know. The anointing awesome. got him. Yeah. It got him. Man, I'm telling you, when the anointing comes on you, you can do anything. But we are depending. Can I just appeal to you? Can I look you right in the eye and say... In the aisle, <laughs> in the aisle, can I say, can I say this that we are dependent on your faith to come to church with an attitude, with a spirit, with a gleam in your eye, with your hands held high, and say, God, bring it on, with a bit of attitude, not go, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever, that ain't gonna do nothing. You know, we're gonna have to believe for a miracle to get past you then into the next person but i just love faith on the front row the second row and the third row and i'm seeing that tonight and the fourth row the fifth row i'm feeling the faith right back there and it's fantastic faith is what we need but listen i want to just say this that faith the bible says in the amplified version that it's like a title deed stand up garth if i was to give you the title of my property my home which i don't own the bank owns it's uh uh, if I could give it to you, if I could give you the title deed of my Bible says in the Amplified Version, right, Hebrews 11.1 1, says that faith is like the title deed. I'm giving you that. It's, it's the substance. It's actually substance. It's so real that he can feel it. He can see it. And he just knows it to be true. But it's invisible. 
It's invisible. But he's got it and he's saying, thank you very much. He's not letting go, see? He, he, it's his. It's like the title deed. And if you're... Okay, I'll go back again. Hebrews 11.6 And without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. <clears throat> now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, the title deed of the things we hope for. Are you hoping for any stuff to happen in your life and in the life of this church and in the life of your world? Are you hoping for your neighbor to get blessed? My, God, my neighbor got blessed. Stand up, Dave. Where are you, buddy? You mowed my lawn today. Thank you very much. I was hoping and believing that Dave, who I've lived over the road from for some 16 years, would someday come to Jesus. And guess what? Six, eight weeks ago, he came to the Lord. Let's give it up. Of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see. I couldn't see Dave going to church. I couldn't see Dave. But it was something in my spirit. It was something in the spiritual realm that I could see with the eyes of my heart. Say eyes of your heart. Mm. Someone's on delay there. <laughs> Conviction of their reality, the faith. Perceiving, perceiving, perceiving as real real fact what is not revealed to the senses what's the five senses seeing ears hearing touching smelling and tasting beyond that it's something faith is something that you can know to be true you know what faith faith you can't please god without it Faith. God can't move without it. Faith. It's the collateral of heaven. It's what we exchange with heaven. We go, revival, Lord. Revival with faith, not revival. Revival. No, it's revival. Kneel, reach out. Heaven hears that and says, See this guy, he's got faith, man. You seen this guy here? He's been like that all week. We have to we have to do something about that. What's he what's he praying for? SG. SG Tugra. Hey, what's his name? Angus. Angus his name. Angus Ball. Balding. Angus Balding. Ball Balding. Listen guys, you need vibrant faith for your destiny. I'd like to be like Pastor Phil. Did you see Julie tonight? She was worshiping. Oh, I'd love to be like No, you can have more and plus. You can have your own life rocking for God. If you want your high, de if you want your best life, your destiny in God, you need faith. If you want the promises of God, you need faith. You need vibrant, active, alive faith. I'm going to tell you what, I'm excited tonight. Not going to go late, but faith pleases God. Faith is a spirit. It's an attitude. Faith is an attitude. When someone says to you, I'm sick, do you go, oh, sorry to hear that. Poor thing. Or do you go, you're sick. Oh, you shouldn't be sick. You're my friend. Oh, I, I want to hang out with you. I don't want to hang out with sick people. So... I'm praying for you with an attitude of faith. 
with a spirit of faith. That's why I pray for Garth all the time. He gets sick, Lord. I'm praying for him. I want to hang out with him more, Lord, but I don't want to hang out with a sick person. Heal him, Lord. <laughs> and Julie and I do that together. Everything you receive, help me, help me, help me. Everything you receive from God is by faith. The key to your victory and everything you receive from God is by faith. You choose every day to exercise faith. You choose to believe in the invisible realm of God, blessing you with miracles, or you believe in the natural world and what your five senses are telling you and what your circumstances are telling you, and you believe in that. Choose ye this day who you will serve, who you, who you will believe. I believe God. God wants me to be healthy. He wants me to prosper. Yeah. He wants this church to absolutely, I believe it's on the brink of doubling, actually. Absolutely, we're on the brink of something. I feel it. i got faith for it. I'm busting out of my skin. Come on, God says we're going to go to 500. I believe it's true. Faith is what we need. To redirect our life. The, you know, they say if you can get in faith. So you've gone to C3 Tugger on Sunday night. Were you there? It was great. It was awesome, man. I was in faith that night. You should have seen me. Then Monday comes around and then you're Mr. and Mrs. Average again. No. If you can stay in faith and live there, Luke, man, that's, and you can overcome every difficulty of life. You've got to be sharp. You've got to be smart. You've got to be vigilant. You've got to be on the ball in every day of your life. The devil doesn't give you a day off. He said, oh, that's their RDO, Tuesdays, every Tuesday. We can't touch them. What do you mean we can't touch them? What are they, on drugs or something? Boom. Oh. You've got to be sharp, smart, in every 24-7 lifestyle, living in faith, in the realm of faith. Do you know what I'm saying? Let's get into it. PowerPoint time. You ready? Come on, let's do it. Seven, seven revelations of faith. I love this. Let's crunch this. 15 minutes. This is a life change. You get your notes out and I've got to take this off. It's not going to work. I didn't plan to take this off. I thought I was going to be cool with my cool jacket on tonight. It's not going to have worn a t-shirt that's too small. So don't, please, don't let put that off here. It's my, it's my younger brother's, sorry. Uh, <laughs> faith, the it's putting you off now. Faith, the type of faith, I'm going to push through. I'm not going to worry about these mockers. And <laughs> the, the type of faith God wants you to have Seize the invisible. I'm going to give you my best preach before you go back to USA so that you can say, I wish I'd stayed at that church at Tugra. You know? <laughs> the type of faith that God wants you to have sees the invisible, believes the impossible, and does the incredible. You like that? Sees the invisible, believes the impossible, and does the incredible. That's someone who believes in the extravagance and the dramatic story of God. I love it. That's why we birthed this church. To see God outwork 
more and more of this great plan he has for our city and you and others and more. Let's have a look at the first one. Number one, faith enables you to receive substance. If faith is, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Can you see that? Is that up there? Yeah. Faith is, it's not was or will be, it's right now. Say right now. Faith is right now. Hope is in the mind. What's the next scripture say? Next scripture says in Thessalonians, but since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith as love as a breastplate and hope of salvation as a helmet. There's a connotation there that hope is in the mind. But there's another connotation there that says love, love is about the heart. It's in the heart. Actually, faith is of the heart. Faith is of the heart. Can you see that? Faith is actually birthed in the heart. And I believe when, I got this revelation today and I just love this. I believe when your love shrinks back that you are lack, you then begin to lack faith. I believe the love of God in your heart, God's love in your heart, reaching out, reaching out to the guy on his motorbike, 30 years of age, half his lifetime in a jail. I believe when we meet him and talk to him, Julie, the love of God begins to reach out to him. And we talk to him for a good 10 minutes. But what is that? I'm, not, I've got, I'm too busy, man, to just talk about anything. But it's the love of God. I'm compelled from my heart, from your heart. We are compelled to witness to that guy. For him, God is working through us for him to have a better life, a better day. He doesn't want that guy to spend one more day in jail. He said to me, I deserve better than this. I said, you do. But it's the love in me that reaches out. That's why I believe it's the current by which faith flows. I believe faith flows by love. I looked at my house and I said, it's too small. I want to put, a, I want to put my family in a bigger house. Love is coming through me, right? Wanting my family to be in a better and bigger home. Love compels me now with faith to do what we did. We built another half a house, but it was love. Love will reach out and want to bless the sick, the ailing, the destitute, the oppressed, and faith will come with that and miracles are possible by that. Who believes that? You know what I'm saying? So faith is birthed in the heart. It's a great love for the church. Why do people give so extravagantly? I believe love broke through. Why did 5,000 break out of your bank account? I believe it was a great love for this house. It was a great love for God's house. And love broke through. When that happens, that's what... You're going to do the same again when you meet your sweetheart. You're going to swim a river, climb a mountain. It's faith. You've got faith to swim that river. I did it with Julie. Caught a bus, this bus, that bus, taxi, uh, train, train, this, that. Walk, you know... It's faith. It can be done. 1 Thessalonians. Let's go to Romans 10.10 10, and I'll prove it to you. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and say a lot depends on what you say. A lot depends. Just be careful what you're saying over your circumstance, over your life, over your, over your situation. Be careful. Faith has got to flow. You've got to command your voice, command your spoken word to speak positive, to speak faith over every situation. Faith is of the heart. Does that scripture say that? 
Does that scripture say that? I think it does. Two. Number two. Faith enables you to receive evidence. Now, faith is the evidence of things not seen. When you live by faith, you live by an invisible realm. You live by an invisible world. I live by the kingdom of God. I believe mercy and love follow me wherever I go. I believe the anointing is upon me right now. Uh, You know what I'm saying? And if you want to place a demand on that, you can have it. I believe I'm in the presence of God right now. This whole church is in the presence, believe it or not. We are in the glory. I choose to believe by the invisible realm. There is evidence in my life by the way I lift my hands, by the way I give to God, by the the way I walk walk circumspectually in God and the way I behave myself, the way I live a holy life, the way I pray, the way I walk in on this world. It says there is evidence of my faith. Are you like that? I don't live by the visible things. I don't care, man. I, I don't care about so much the visible I care about the invisible. I care about, right now, God's Spirit trying to reach you people, trying to fire you up. I'm caring about God's love, trying to bless you. I'm caring about God's kingdom right now, pouring in and pouring out to the uttermost. I believe God is giving evidence of our faith by how we respond, how we respond to God. Is that good? Did I get that across? Three. I'm pushing through, I know, but... Because it's the eyes of your heart, Jules. When you get saved, when your spirit is born again, you've you got the eyes of faith. You've got the eyes of faith, and I can see. I can see that guy sitting on his bike, 30 years of age, half his lifetime in jail. I can see there is a better life for him. I'm not looking at his big beard. I'm not looking at his cigarette. I'm not looking at his drugged-out appearance. I'm looking at maybe the possibility of that guy rocking for God with a good job, with a family, with kids. and Eyes of faith see. I don't live by my five senses. I recommend you don't either. Not that much anyway. Three, faith enables you to obtain a good report in the sight of God. For it by the elders obtained a good report. It says that. How does God view your life? Is it a good report, a good testimony? But if you look at the legends of faith in that chapter, chapter 11, it doesn't talk about so much of their holiness and their piousness. It actually talks about their vibrant, dynamic relationship with God. That's what it talks about. That all those legends of faith that you will see in that chapter, it talks about them them being absolutely face-to-face with God. You love that? I want, who wants a good report? Who wants a good report? <laughs> who wants a good report when you go to, go to heaven especially? Four, faith enables you to understand spiritual things. Here it is. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Through faith, we understand. Somehow we understand. The faith comes by healing The faith that I receive, I'm healed. I don't understand it. I mean, I can't explain it. The doctor says, how did you get healed, Julie? How did you get healed? Julie sat down with these experts. How did you get healed? We actually had a doctor writing a book, said, Julie, can I do a study? I need to put this in my book. How did you get healed in that situation you had? She sat with him for two, three hours. And she said, well, it's a bit like this, but look, I'm not sure... 
I'm not sure how it happened, but it was really by faith. But I just choose to understand that it's God. Faith enables you to understand some stuff in God's world. I can't exactly prove to you line by line, succinctly, rationally, logically, how God does this stuff, but He does, and I choose to understand. Is that okay? Yeah, I was blind, now I see. I mean, I'm not sure medically how that happened, but I believe it's true. Five, faith enables you to offer God a more excellent sacrifice. Uh, Read the scripture, I haven't got time, but this is talking about the sacrifice of Abel compared to Cain. Cain gave his sacrifice, if you read the scripture, in due course. He gave his offering in due course. But Abel gave it straight up. He gave his first fruit straight up. And God said, that's more pleasing to me, that attitude there, that attitude of faith. That attitude there. Not how much it is and small it is. That attitude there, you got it in with the right spirit from your heart. And the most excellent sacrifice you can make is not by your feelings, not by your emotions, but exactly like Marty did, by faith. By faith. If his feelings would have had, it, had its way or his emotions had its way, he wouldn't have given anything. It would have been $50 done and dusted, bang. But he's, he's, he's coming alive in faith. He's in a church now where it's robust with faith. And it got on him. He's going, oh my God, I've never done this before. Oh! <laughs> Take the brakes off. Whoa, here it comes. Gully rake of whoa. Some people lift their hands up for the first time in church in this place. Some people clap, never clapped. Saw some people trying to do that this morning. Not church, just go. <laughs> Look. At... I like this game. <laughs> the most excellent sacrifice you can have towards God is by faith. Can I say that? Faith. Give by faith. If you can't give by faith, don't give. Give by faith. Give with an attitude of faith. Is that good? I'm moving through quickly, but six, verse six, uh, number six, faith enables you to be translated from the natural world into the spiritual world. By faith, Enoch was translated, translated. God is more interested in your spiritual life than he is in your physical comfort. He wants you to be translated. Now, there's another scripture, if we can put it up, Tim, thanks. And it's about through many trials and tribulations, you will enter the kingdom of God. So we want to be comfortable. I've got a bed and I like my bed. But actually God wants me to get out of bed and be troubled in life. He wants me to suffer some heartache, disappointments and troubles. And through that, the Bible says my faith is perfected. Amen? My faith is perfected. God actually wants to rough you up a little bit out of your comfort zone. And he wants to translate you into a spiritual life. Out of a carnal life. We want just niceness, niceness, don't we? We're programmed like that. We want to be nice. We want to be comfortable. We want lovely dooners. We want baked dinners. We want big TV sets. We want to be comfortable, thank you very much. But Bible says to get you spiritual, he's got to trouble your waters. He's got to give you some tribulation. He's got to give you some problems. Is that cool? Because at the end of the day, he wants to translate you. He wants to translate you into the spirit world, out of the natural world, out of the five senses world. He wants to translate you into the kingdom where you are receiving all those great, those wonderful resources that God wants to bless you with. Is that cool? You need to be translated. Now, Enoch was translated 
literally translated into heaven. Now, I'm not saying that for you, my friend, but, but, but listen, you need, some of you need to get out of the natural, out of the secular realm, and get into the spirit realm. Get this, get this God around you. You can walk in the presence enveloped by God. You can walk around knowing angels, personal angels, ministering angels sent to those who are inheriting salvation. Hebrews verse 1, chapter 1, verse 14 says, you can walk in the dynamic of the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, Lord. One of the main messages Jesus preached was about the kingdom. It's here. It's near. It's right now. You can have it. You can have mercy. You can have grace. If you receive it, if you believe it, you've got to have a heart for it. Some people need an awakening in their heart to let love abound again, to receive God and to let this faith flow again. You will not flow in the faith, the dynamic faith God wants for you if your heart is shut down. I have to just say that. Seven. Did I say six? Seven. Faith enables you to please God. Of course it does. By faith, Enoch was translated. But before his... Uh, but before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Hebrews eleven six says this, Faith enables you to please God, but without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. How do you receive these revelations? Just quickly on that one. How, I tell you what, it's so important that we develop our faith. It's like a muscle. It's like a muscle. You've got to develop your faith. Abraham, if you go to uh, help me, um, Romans chapter 4, and Paul is trying to teach us about Abraham, this great man of faith. But actually he went through moments where he had unbelief. He lied to Abimelech. He actually lied to Abimelech to save his own hide. And then it goes on to say that he was, um, you know, doubtful and uh, he, 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 he sort of... Um, you know, just just wasn't really, uh, yeah, yeah. I just want to get this down. Ah, yeah, because I want to get the scripture. I want to get the scripture. Yeah, of course, on another occasion he was unbelieving and Ishmael was born. Everyone knows that, don't they? And then it says, and then it says in in is it Romans 4.20, it says his faith began to grow and develop. And it says he staggered not at the, at the promise, at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that he, what God had promised, he was able to perform. Did, did, did I just say that right then? And Abraham was elderly. He was old. He was promised a son. He was promised a son, and it wasn't forthcoming. He tried to force the issue and, of course, did have Ishmael. But then he's, he was renamed from Abraham, to, from Abraham to Abraham, meaning the father of many nations. Imagine introducing yourself. Uh, imagine introducing yourself as the father of many nations when you haven't even got a child. I'm Abraham, the father of many nations. Oh, is that right? Oh. Uh, how many children you got? Uh, no. You're the father of many nations, right? Yeah. But every time he said that, he affirmed the word of God. I'm Abraham. Excuse me. I'm, Abra I'm Abraham, Marty. I'm Abraham. Yeah, the father of many nations. But, you know, and so, but every time he affirmed that word that God spoke over him, 
it became more real, more materialized. And that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. We got to continue to speak the word of God in and out of season. Continue to speak that word. And God will affirm his word. He will actually perform his word. Eventually, Abraham did have that promise. Amen. And it came to bear. And the church came and the church materialized. We've done this all our life. As C3 Tugrians, we have, we used to call ourselves Crossroadians. I'm done. But we used, we've lived this life. We've come and we've said, we're going to build a church. We're going to build a church. And we're in a tent, but you're in a tent. We're going to build a building, man. It's going to be a thousand seats one day. Yeah, but you're in, you're in a tent, five years in a tent, in the paddock. Yeah, but God said. Can I have that last scripture in Chronicles? I think it's 29, 28, if you've got it. 1 Chronicles 28, if you have it. This is what I want to finish up on. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father in heaven. Thank you, God. Just tell me if you haven't got it. It's okay, I won't yell. 1 Chronicles 28. Thank you, Jesus. I need my glasses just out of my jacket. Thank you. Thank you, musicians. You can come. Do I get that scripture? I think it's 1 Chronicles 28. And this is my last, my last scripture for you. 1 Chronicles 28. Let's have a look at that. David had just been given a huge download about the temple, building the temple. And uh, he's, he's telling his son Solomon about this, this great thing that will happen. And he says this in 19, 1 Chronicles 28 verse 19. And all this David said, I have written from the hand of the Lord. David had downloaded what he wanted to do for God, build this temple, and he gave all the, all the details and all the weights and all the details of this great temple. And then he says, all this, David said, I have written from the hand of the Lord upon me, and he gave me understanding and all the details of the plan. David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous. This is what I'm t- saying to you tonight, church. God has given men and women plans and visions to do extraordinary things across the earth. God gave us an extraordinary vision to do great stuff through this church. And it's a bit like this. I think we're going to have to be like this. David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God is with you. We can all stand right now. God bless you. We will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. The divisions of the priests and the Levites are ready for all the work on the temple of God. And every willing man, say every willing man, every willing man skilled in any craft will help you in all the work. The officials and all the people will obey your every command. God's building his church, folks. And I believe we need to be strong and courageous with great faith. And I believe it's time. How do you grow your faith? You grow your faith like Abraham by hearing, by hearing the word of God. Every time you say something good about your life, every time you say something positive and prophetic and over your life, over your children, over your marriage, whatever, every time you say that, you are conferring God's will in that situation. So put up your hand right now. Our time is gone. Father, 
I'm asking right now in the power of your spirit that you would birth faith in the hearts of every believer in this place. Jesus, right now, I'm asking that they would begin to hear faith and hear God for their life, for their destiny, for their purpose in God. Right now, there it is, right now. Faith is coming alive in your spirit. Faith is coming alive in your heart. Faith is coming alive for people to be saved. Faith is coming alive for people to be healed. Faith is coming alive for finance.